Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we are your hosts. Hi. Okay, so I am very excited because we have been discussing this podcast episode since January. Um, so I'm glad that we're finally um, making it happen. But we tend to get lots of questions about living rooms, but also dining rooms. And we wanted to have our expert, our <laughs> in-house, in-house expert, expert yes. <laughs> Sarah Steven, here to answer all of our many questions about dining rooms, tables, chairs, does everything have to match, sizing. We're going to really dive into it all. Sarah, thank you so much for Hi, being your guest. She's a, and I also I think you should say what her what she does. Like yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Sarah's the merchant for is on our merchandising team and her categories are kitchen and dining. So any sort of dining room table or dining chair. Um or also pantries, bar stools. Mm, I would love to talk um, about bar stools. <laughs> yes. We need to talk about bar stools. Yeah, I don't actually have it on our list, but we will. Um <laughs> And yeah, sideboards, any um, and all of those, like they're very functional pieces, a lot of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that you approach function, but we can get to that later. Um, Sure. I also want to mention that you are probably our most loyal podcast listener in the office. That's true. I think I would say I'm a super fan. Ah, I think so. You're a super fan. (laughs) I love you guys. I listen to every episode, a couple of them more than once because they were that funny that I thought I need to listen to that again. Who's your favorite (laughs) host? I can't say that. Come on. Don't, Sarah. Don't compliment each other, which is great. Okay. Yeah. It's in your own best interest to choose Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Not going there. It's too early in the process. All right. Fine. (laughs) Yeah. Super excited to be here. I am a super fan. Um, I love you guys. I listen regularly. Although, full disclosure, since we've had our little pandemic, I haven't been listening to the last. I think I missed the last three. And it's because I generally listen to the podcast in my car. Um, I really enjoy it on the way home and on the way back. And I kind of need to do something that's more mindless so I can really listen to what you guys are saying and take it all in. So it's either that or the treadmill. And I've been on the treadmill, but I've been watching other things on the treadmill or listening to other things. So I'm ready to get back to work so that I can listen more to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We won't hold it against you. That's okay. Good. Um. Well, I think that we should just start with a table because if you're good with that, um, you know, you're not going to have a dining room unless you have a table. So, um, (laughs) you know, if you don't have a table already, or maybe you have one and you just don't like it, like, where do we start and how do Mm -hmm. we, if we're we're shopping for a dining room table, what are we looking for? Well, <clears throat> you'll have to excuse me if I go into my salesperson mode, because prior to being a merchant, I actually did run a Ballard Design store for several years, and my background really is in retail management. So I immediately go into salesperson mode sometimes, and really what I would tell our customers is to kind of ask yourself a series of questions. You know, it's kind of the who, what, where how and why. And that is, you know, how many people do you think you're going to be sitting at this table? How are you going to be using, you know, this table? What, what's the size of the room? Um, You know, those kind of questions to start getting you to think about maybe what you want to purchase. Um, I think shape of the room is really key. You know, most, you know, dining rooms are rectangle in size and generally you get a rectangle size dining table for that room. But, you know, we're in the age of open concept now, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, those rules kind of have been thrown out the window a little bit. So round tables have definitely and ovals have definitely made, you know, resurgence. Um, so I think really asking yourself those questions, I think, um, you know, how are you going to use it? Are you, is it going to be more casual? Is it going to be more of a formal setting? You know, do you have kids? Do you like to entertain? And maybe you need, you know, a basic size dining table. And as you have guests come over to entertain, you want to add some leaves so that you've got more space for people to sit. 
Um, and I think you really need to start by asking yourself a lot of questions about how you're going to actually use this dining table and use the space. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask this, Sarah. So you are married. I am. There's two of mm-hmm. you, right? Just two of us, yes. Unless you count the fur kids, there's four of us. (laughs) They don't have chairs at the dining table. So, well, (laughs) they think they do. So, for you in your home, what works for you? What are you using? My husband and I are very, we're more utilitarian. For me, I am, I don't really love to clean personally. I really like surfaces that are easy to wipe down, easy to maintain, but I want them to look great. So, you know, in our uh, dining room, we have really an eat-in kitchen. We have a dining table in our kitchen. We're one of these kind of rare people that don't have islands. <laughs> um, and we have a very simple Parsons table um, that can sit six people. And I have a very simple wood um, kind of, um, you know, in industrial chair that I can easily wipe down. And then I do have cushions that I'll put on, you know, depending on the season and how many people I have over if I want a little extra comfort. Um, So for me, it's really about durability and easy care, but I want it to look beautiful. Um, But not everybody's like that. And, you know, here's the thing about easy care, you know, now with this umbrella fabrics and the, you know, easy Mm -hmm. care indoor outdoor fabrics, you know, you can have upholstery and have it be easy care. You know, you can easily wipe it down or if you spill some wine or, you know, greasy pork chop or something falls on mm-hmm. it, you know, you can, you know, wipe that up and get that out. So if you're a person that likes more of a tactile experience and wants fabrics, you know, you can get an upholstered chair and have it be very easy care. So yeah. it's like we have more options than I think we've ever had um, as people that decorate their homes. And I think that's so exciting. Um, and one of the reasons I, I love working for Ballard because we have such a great selection. True. Well, mm-hmm. what kind yeah. of tables are durable? Interestingly enough, we just introduced um, two tables that have porcelain sheeting on the top. So it's a porcelain, but it's not tiles like a tile floor. It's one big sheet. Oh, uh-huh. um, and what we're finding is that um, a lot of high-end hotels use this porcelain tile because it looks like marble, but it has a durability as, as uh, porcelain does. So meaning that it can really handle high heat. You can spill wine, juice, anything acidic on it, and it doesn't um, affect it. It's easy to wipe down and it's easy to take care. I'm a real, we're real excited about that. And I'm, I'm seeing it out there in the marketplace too. We're not the only ones that are carrying mm-hmm. it. Um, so um, we're excited about that. Zinc is another, you know, pretty durable surface. You have to be careful about cutting on it, but for the most part for heat um, and wiping down, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to mention this, not that we have glass tables, but we do have glass toppers and other companies carry this too, where you can actually add a protective topper over your existing table. Um, And I know it's glass, so it really is kind of a personal preference. Some people don't like the feel of it, but I have friends that love it because they have kids and it's just so easy to wipe it down every day Mm -hmm. um, and just keep it, you know, clean and it keeps everything looking underneath it beautiful. Um, So those are really probably the most durable surfaces that are out there. Of course, other companies carry things like quartz tables. Um, and you can certainly get things like that, that are pretty durable. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the same quartz as countertop quartz? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's what mine is. Well, I think it's heavy. Yep. Oh, so it's like, it, it's it like a marble feeling, but it's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now there's going to be a price difference, of course, with that, but, um, you know, that's, what's great about the porcelain is it's not as yeah. expensive as quartz is. So, you know, it depends on how much you want to pay, you know, and what you mm-hmm. actually want it to look like and how durable you want it to be. I do love a round dining table. That's what I have. And I've always loved them because I, for a while I had an oval and I just didn't love it as much. The round to me gives everyone a quality at the table. So everyone mm-hmm. has the same kind of voice and, every, you know, yeah, everyone I can agree. see each other and talk to each other. Yep. I just love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. You can fit a lot of people too around and around. Mm-hmm. It seems to me to be the most space efficient mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, I agree. I was actually just talking to a girlfriend who um, is redoing. She has sort of a living room, dining room combination. And she had a long dining room table that had a bunch of leaves in it. So the dining room was real long, but then it sort of made her living room real short. Yeah. yeah. And Mm -hmm. she had all this extra space. The space was a square. But she mm-hmm. had a long dining room table in it. Anyways, I was trying to yeah. convince her to do the round because I was saying you can, it, you have all this space on the sides of your table. 
right? Where you have maybe four and a half, even five feet on either side. Mm -hmm. You can't really do anything with that. So if you make your dining room section shorter, more Mm -hmm. of a square with a round table, that's wider than what you currently have. It'll anyways, I do think that that's something that people probably don't think through Mm -hmm. that is, that can make a huge difference. And Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. If you have a square dining room, yeah. put a round table in it. Why yeah, not? Like, absolutely. Um, yeah. Or if even you could put and a I mean, round with a console down at the end. You know, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the basic rule is you should at least you know be twenty four inches between your table and your wall. That's the basic rule. But then the shape of is your that, room makes a big difference. Is that from table to the wall, or my chair and the wall? Like, what's the which one? That doesn't seem yeah. like much space, Sarah. It's really kind of the chair and the wall, and it depends on the size of your chair. Okay. So keep that in mind, because there are some chairs that are bigger than others, of course. Mm-hmm. So kind of our smaller one on the smaller size, which is what we put a lot on our website, um, talking about how many chairs fit around a table. We kind of say based on a 20-inch wide chair. Now, there are chairs that are bigger than that, but at least it gives the customer an idea of how many they can fit based on that size chair. And then, of course, they can measure what they have or what they're thinking about ordering, and that'll give them an idea of what they can use around the table. I can shove eight around my 60 inch Bonita. Is it Bonita? Is that the name? Bonito. (laughs) Casa Florentina. I love that thing. Oh my God, you guys, I love it so much. And you know, okay, here is something I've learned over the years of shoving a lot of people around the table at Christmas and stuff. You're right. The chair size makes all the difference. So I pull Mm -hmm. all my dining chairs out and I bring in those, um, we have those really nice folding chairs, but they have a very mm-hmm. small footprint. So I have about yeah. 18 of those things that are mm-hmm. stored away during the year. And for Mother's Day, I pull them out Thanksgiving, Christmas, when I've got 16, 20 people, and I can fit another two people at the table just because I've got the more wow. diminu- diminutive size chair. Um, yeah. I mean, people are close to each other, but that's okay. They don't mind. <clears throat> your family. It's, it's intimate. You want it to be an intimate setting, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. it works. It works great. Yeah. great. <laughs> okay. So what if I have eight people? Like that's my norm and I, or I want to fit eight. Is a round still going to work and what size? I fit eight at my 60. Yeah. 60 okay. inches the minimum, I would say for eight people. Um, okay. Otherwise you can get a rectangle, of course, you know, rectangle, you know, you could fit a 72 inch, you could fit six people around pretty easily. You know, and that's not based on a 20 inch wide table or a chair. That's probably a bigger chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah. most rectangles fit um, easily six. Most fit yeah. eight, mm-hmm. do they? I don't know. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends on the size <laughs> rectangle. Um, you know, like I said, you know, set. 72 inch is going to definitely fit, you know, six chairs. Once you start getting into closer to, you know, 90 inch, then, you know, you might be able to squeeze three on each side and then two on the end. And then when you get into bigger than that, if you add leaves and you get to 120 inch, you know, then you're definitely 10, you know, people, sometimes 12, depending on how wide the dining table is. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can even put two people on the end. You know, if you have a big party and you're really trying to have an intimate setting, then you can put two people on the ends. All right. Okay. So let's talk about chairs. <laughs> sure. Chair it up. But, but how do we know what chairs go with what tables? Yes. I think that is, that's a big conundrum. That's, that's a big question. It is a big conundrum. What I would say, the first thing I would say about it is don't be afraid to mix different chairs with your dining table. It's one of the things we encourage, you know, we really want our customer to, to be free and to play. Uh, um, what I would say is that, you know, it's going to be kind of come down to the same questions. Like how are you using the space? You know, do you have kids? Do you have pets? Do you like that textile, that tactile experience? Um, do you want something that you can wipe down? Um, but I think that um, you should definitely mix and match. And when I say mix and match, not a set, you know, we do sell a set on our website, you know, Ballard does sell sets. And I think it just depends on the customer. There are There is a customer out there that's a comfortability that they want it to be an exact match and that's okay. But we do encourage our customer to try something different, mm-hmm. you know, make it your mm-hmm. own. And so I think it's great to have, you know, either have your own dining table and you want to change up and add some chairs, you know, potentially have your own chairs and add a dining table. Um, but you certainly can have have um, chairs that don't exactly match. I think that if it's a wood tone, um, it's going to be hard to exactly match it, you know, especially if it's coming from two different places. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it blends, I think that's great. Or sometimes people want to contrast and they actually want like, I actually have a white dining table and I have black chairs. Um, I just love that 
pop that you know contrast which i think is great and then you know if people are interested in maybe doing the captain's chairs or the end of the table chairs or the armchairs of the table chairs but there's so many different ways to describe it a round table only a rectangular right okay correct yeah just the rectangle table that's an option too and that's a great way to kind of i kind of Think about that, you know, at a rectangle table, it's almost like a street. You kind of have a, a beginning and an end. And so it's nice to have those two chairs that are more distinctive at the beginning, at the end. It just adds a little bit more of an accent to the dining room. Um, and those can be a different style. You know, you could have wood chairs for the side chairs that are on the sides of the rectangle table, of course. And then your end chairs could be an upholstered chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it could be an arm version of the side chairs that you have on the sides of the table. Um, it's just a way to just kind of punctuate the space a little bit differently. Um, maybe even add comfort, you know, if you wanted to have a little bit more comfort in those two, two spaces at the table. Um, but we encourage our customer to mix it up. I think that, um, you should fall in love with what you like based on kind of what you're needing for your, um, room and then pick out something that you like and and mix it up. Fun. Well, quite a few designers have said to us, you know, if you've inherited a set from your grandmother or your mother or whatever, Lose either the table or the chairs, one of the two, just, just going to make the whole thing feel a lot more current and fresh. And like you said, it's going to give it your spin, you know, you're still going to remember your grandmother. It's okay. You know, it's not, it's not defaming her if you, you know, mix it up a little and, and make it have a new look. I was going to say, sometimes it's a budget thing too. Like they don't have maybe in the budget to do a whole complete um, dining table and chairs and maybe a sideboard and a rug and everything else in the room. So it's a great way that they can freshen up the space by just adding new chairs or just changing out the dining table. I do think some good or some really wow um, host and hostess chairs can go a long way in making a set feel less like a set. You know, um, if you have the chairs and the table that match, then doing, you know, a real kind of upholstered fabric mm-hmm. in chairs break up all that wood, you know? Yeah. Um, one, one thing I was going to say or kind of ask about the host and hostess chair is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, and I'm just sort of saying this based off what it se- seems, what I seem to see a lot, but it mm-hmm. seems like typically the host and hostess chair have a lot more weight to them than the, than the side chairs. Yep. And is that kind of a general rule of thumb if you're trying to pick out a, a chair on the edges? You know, maybe it needs to be skirted or maybe it does need to be upholstered. Like what, mm-hmm. I but guess, if, how if think, should you think about? But I just have to interject, Sarah. I know you're going to have a brilliant answer. But if you think about <laughs> two chairs versus six chairs, right? So you're going to want to balance it. So like imagine in your mind if those two chairs were smaller or more diminutive in in you know visual stature than the six, it would feel very wonky. So you're gonna have to do something mm-hmm. with those two to give them some more heft. Maybe it's height, maybe it's fabric, maybe it's arms and the others don't to give them mm-hmm. a little more um visual weight, I think, against those other six. Yes. Totally agree. I, I think the word is distinctive. You'd want them to be more distinctive mm-hmm. than the other chairs. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it is like the end and the beginning. So you do want there to be, you know, more of a punch, you know, like you said, whether it could, it could be a wing chair, you know, it could be um, just something that's, that's different. That definitely has more weight. um, And, um, but how jealous are our guests going to be when they're sitting there in the tiny dinky chair and we're in the big cushy (laughs) wing chair? So jealous. So jealous. But I mean, I cook the dinner, I get the comfy chair. That's why I don't always say host and hostess because sometimes we put, You've put, you know, our friends in the big comfy chair, you know, not in this house, previous house, but you know, Mm -hmm. I sometimes (laughs) like if I am having a big dinner party where I'm squeezing people in, I'll give probably the two biggest guys the ends because they have the most room. And then I'll squeeze like the three, three girls in the middles because I know that they'll be able to fit. Right. (laughs) True. Um, Well, then they can hear each other talk also. You know, <laughs> you guys um, seat couples together or do you split them up when you're having a dinner party? We uh, it kind of depends. Um, you know, a few years ago, we were having more people over 
more frequently and doing bigger dinners where we would do three and sometimes four course dinners. And then we would split yeah. people up because that was, I know, <laughs> that's why I said a few years ago, I'm not doing I that quite as much energy. these days. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we would split people up because we definitely, you know, and then with those dinners, we would always try to have like a little bit of a break, you know, so sometimes even the break was get up from the dinner table and we go out into the backyard and do something and then come back in. So we'd have a little bit of break between the courses. Um, so it just depends on the size, I think, and the type of um, dinner that you're having, you know, some of the smaller, more intimate ones where we just have friends over and we'd be grilling out and have some homemade potato salad and be more casual than anybody could sit where they right. wanted to. But I feel like the ones that had more planning to them and had a little bit of a tweak on, you know, Mr. Steven trying a new recipe or something out, you know, and really wanting to show the group, then we would kind of split people up because we want to hear the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was my grandmother's yeah. rule that you never sat couples together. So <laughs> I sort of stick to that, but that's, yeah. but like you said, that's really more if you're doing name, you know, place cards. If yeah. we're just having people over like super casually, then I wouldn't do a place card. But, um, but I've always sort of had that stuck in my head. And you have to go boy girl, boy girl. Those were her two rules. Yes, wow. but that was before <laughs> there was. It was very common to have same sex couples. So then it's harder right. to do a boy girl, boy girl, <laughs> or if you're just not even, yeah, <laughs> uneven couples. Yes, that's harder. Yeah. But not yeah. not being with your companion, I think, definitely mixes up the conversation. And and people, mm-hmm. I think, often are very cognizant of it. Even when we go out to dinner, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, now you don't sit by your spouse, and I don't sit by my spouse, or yeah. whatever." Yeah, I think it's a lot easier if um, if I know that all of the people that are coming like have met before and they're that's not true. shy, then I'm yeah. definitely more like I'll sit people intentionally apart. But if I know that someone's kind of shy and maybe they don't know the other people that are going to be there, then I normally don't. You don't throw them in the deep end. <laughs> I put them next <laughs> to my person. friend. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get every detail of your life out of you before the end of this dinner. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Karen, I liked what you were saying about sort of thinking of it like a balance, you know, those old timey scales where if you have six chairs on one, then how are you going to make those two on the other side feel the same weight as the six? Mm -hmm. Like that is such a smart way to think about it. I've never thought about it like that, but it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's easy to then visualize why you need to go for why they need to be, yeah, why they need to have a different moment. Well, Let's talk. Okay. So on the subject of tarots, let's talk about um, leg styles and also finishes, because I think that is something that's easy to trip you up for chairs. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you've got yeah, all of these legs, of different chair legs. If you've got two different chairs and a table, you've got three different chair legs. And if you're mixing finishes, <laughs> that's a lot. It could be a hot mess if you're not careful. It really can. <laughs> <laughs> How do we make it no, not a hot mess? I think um, you have to have some commonality, you know, between those those elements, I would say, you know, so if you do have two different um, style chairs, let's say, let's say that you did have two head of, you know, or captain's chairs, two end of table chairs, um, and then your side chairs, I would look for some sort of com- commonality. So let's try to keep the legs a similar um, or the captain's chairs might have a little bit of a different leg, but then that is more similar to what the turning is on the dining table. Mm -hmm. So you have some sort of like, there's Mm -hmm. a thread, but there's a commonality between a couple of the major groups. So you don't feel like you have two or three things that are different. You really might have one thing that's different. I think that's kind of a good rule of thumb is really look at a commonality of two. What about Uh, And if all your chairs are the same, then it's different, you know, of course. What about the number of finishes in the room? So we've got a table, mm-hmm. potentially two styles of chairs. There's probably a sideboard or a china cabinet or yeah. bar. You've been designing some amazing bars for us at Ballard. I own one in my basement. Oh, thank Compton, you. Which I love. <laughs> um, so, you know, you get all that in there. And we do it sometimes at work too, when we're designing rooms and we yeah. get it on set to shoot it. And we're like, what were we thinking? We have <laughs> you know, five different finishes in here and it looks yeah. erratic. Um, you know, is yeah. there a rule of thumb we should be keeping in mind? 
I think that when you're looking at your dining table versus your chairs, like I think that, you know, you could have a painted dining table and then a stained chair. Now, again, I would try to keep the chairs to be all kind of in the same vein of stain and then painted. When you get two painted surfaces, which I know we do, you just have to be careful about that because sometimes one might be more distressed and the other one might be solid. And then, you know, it may not, it may not look quite a right. It's almost like you were trying to match something, but it didn't quite match. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of tricky as well. So I think it's the same thing. Let's say that you have a dining table, side chairs, and a buffet all in the same room. You're looking for some sort of commonality between at least two of those things. So let's say your sideboard and your dining table do match or blend together. And then if your chairs are a little, you know, a different leg color, but they're all the same leg color, I think that that's fine. So I think it's, it's again, the same thing. It's the kind of a commonality. Maybe your legs for your chairs match your sideboard mm-hmm. but then your dining table is right a so like the sideboard and the chairs have, are black and your table's brown or your right. table's gray or your table's white mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. i got it well and i think that um so in a our one of our most recent episodes alex kaler um was talking about um sight lines mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. something important to consider because you you know dining rooms are different shapes and a lot of times you may not even really see the sideboard from the main sure. you know, room I guess yeah like the main uh-huh. space that you're kind of looking into and so that uh-huh. gives you a little bit more freedom to mix it up because uh-huh. you're not always seeing them right up against each other yeah. I thought that sideline well, was brilliant if y'all didn't listen to that yeah. episode go back because it was it was so eye-opening to me to be like all right I'll, these 50 things are in the room but you can only see like six of them at a time so those are the ones that kind of have to work together in sort of nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I tell people, think about it from a jewelry spec, um, perspective as well, too. You know, you might have earrings on and a necklace and bracelets and a ring, but they still can all work together. You know, um, there might be a commonality between your earrings and your necklace, but your ring and maybe your bracelet are different, you know, but you still look beautiful and you still look put together. And I think more than ever, people are taking um, that, Um, additional piece in their dining room, whether it be a sideboard or a china hutch or, you know, a bar. And they're making that kind of, you know, a semi-statement little situation on its own. You know, it might be a bright blue, you know, it might be a beautiful white in a dark painted room. And they're making that kind of a little bit of a hero moment. Um, And your dining table and your chairs look beautiful, but depending on how you look into the room, you know, that piece, that sideboard or China Hutch can really be the eye popping piece in the actual room. So I've seen a lot of that, I think, lately, too. And we have a couple of things that uh, I think have been selling well because of that. Mm-hmm. And our Costa Florentina stuff, you know, it comes in 15 colors and we have yeah. quite a few dining pieces in that. And so it's a perfect opportunity to put a, a color in a room. Or I've seen a lot of things on Instagram where people are buying um, brown pieces, you know, antiques, Mm-hmm. which you can really get for a great deal and painting them or putting wallpaper yeah. in the back or whatever. Really, Yeah, the, I love the wallpaper pieces. in the back. It's so mm-hmm. great. It's such yeah. a smart thing to do, yeah. Yeah, I've seen people doing really pretty reds and, mm-hmm. you know, even navies and gorgeous greens. And, you know, that kind of becomes like the jewel of the room. And I think that's a great way to be functional storage, but then also have it be beautiful. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, should we talk about, because we're sort of on this topic already, um, benches and banquettes. Piano benches. Mm. What do you, yeah. what did you uh, want it's to a product incorporate? Idea. <laughs> well, actually, I saw something today. I don't know, even know who posted it on Instagram, but they had a dining room and they actually have like a like an upholstered long bench. So it looked like a piece of a banquette. Um, And they had that up against a wall and they had the table and you couldn't see, um, it was a beautiful dining table, but you couldn't see what else was going on in the room to know why they would have like kind of pushed it up against the wall, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of floating in the middle. But it was very pretty. And I actually haven't seen that often. You know, Mm -hmm. narrow dining room. Because when we had Natalie Nassar on, um, early on her, her dining room and her home was very narrow. And so that's why she wanted a banquette bench. You know, she pushed mm-hmm. that up against the wall. You had to scoot in to get to that, but she had kids and all that and that worked perfectly for them. Uh, and it made the the space of the room work, but banquettes are hot for us, Sarah. Why? They are. <laughs> what is a banquette and why is it hot? 
Well, a banquette actually is a bench, um, and usually a banquette has a back. So it's different from actually a dining bench, which we can talk about too. But I think they're hot because they're really good looking and they're safe. They're space saving. You know, it's like you can really, you know, utilize a corner or utilize a space that um, is tight and you can get the seating in there, get a nice pedestal table in there and really pack a lot of people in there. So I think it's definitely a look, you know, people really love that built in kind of custom look, but you can get it without having to have a contractor come out to your house to put it in. Um, and then you can really utilize it with, um, you know, a lot of people. I think it's great for kids, you know, like, you know, I, <laughs> before our, you know, lockdown, uh, having dinner at a friend's house um, that has young children and she has a banquette. And it's like they, you know, not that she advocates them doing this all the time, but they don't like, you know, stand up on the banquette, you know, and it's like, it's just kind of, you know, easy breezy and comfortable. And I think that, that's the reason why people are drawn to them, you know, so much. Well, there's um, a reason I, that um, that restaurants use them. Yeah. They're space saving. And who doesn't want to sit in the booth? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, and I know oh, cozy, the word yeah. cozy is being used so much these days, but I think it's very true in this case. It's a very cozy, comfortable, there's like nostalgia with it, you know, and even, I mean, high-end restaurants, you know, have beautiful banquettes, mm-hmm. you know, mohair, you know, and gorgeous. And I mean, I even think about your basement, you know, um, Karen, that you've got your banquettes there and it's very loungy and, you know, cool and, ca- I mean, it's, it's just a great vibe. Um, and I think they're, they are super versatile as far as the different materials. You can do everything from a classic wood that really looks like it's a built-in to upholstery and do beautiful fabrics on it. Um, so I think that, that you know, that and Instagram and Pinterest have really promoted it, but I think more people are putting them in because they're space-saving. A lot of them have um, storage. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, who doesn't need more storage? Like I raise my hand every every time. <laughs> like, you can have more storage. Great. I'll, I'll fill it, it up. Um, so I think that's a big component too. Some of them have some storage space and it's always great to have a little bit of storage space. What kind of table do we use with a banquet? Because it's, I mean, it's hard sure. to scooch in eight people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. no one has to have a bathroom break. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You can get kind of locked into a banquet. That's the one thing I will say. So be prepared. Uh, um, a pedestal table is definitely the best for a banquet. Ah, uh, it's actually, uh-huh. yeah, because of the leg, you just have a single leg for the most part or two legs, but they're, they're in further into the base. Um, one of my pet peeves is I do see this quite a bit actually on Instagram and Pinterest where people will post like an L-shaped banquet with a four-legged table. And I think how are they getting into that? Like it's, they must have to scoot the table out to get in, Uh Um, which, you know, Hey, some people might, you know, be able to do that and that's okay, but it's probably just not as ideal. And then the person in the corner, they couldn't sit in the corner because there'd be a leg there. Now I know the corner is still a little bit, you know, further away. So it's, it is a little awkward there, but again, when you have kids, like every little space counts and, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have that space. So Mm -hmm. pedestal tables are perfect for that. There's lots of them out there. And so that's what I recommend. Okay. Yeah. Smart. You kind of have to, like you said, you really yeah. kind of have to. <laughs> Unless you want to straddle a leg while you're eating, yeah. which is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, the thing that I do also love about a banquette is that, um, and this is, so when we had Susan Ferrier on the episode, that's when I was sort of planning out our dining room Um living room kind of area. And she was talking about how if you ha- do have them all sort of matching, then it can sometimes, especially if you have a big table, it can start to feel like a conference room. And that mm-hmm. to me was very like and eye-opening yes. and made me, yeah. And really made me want to do um, a dining bench. And I love it. I've been, that's where I've been working from. Mm-hmm. Um, since working from home and I never sit in a chair. I always want to sit in the bench part, but I will say, and here's my one pet peeve about a dining bench. I really, ha- it has to have a back for me. Mm-hmm. I get really, really uncomfortable sitting at a backless bench. A backless anything for a while is uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I have yeah. backless bar stools in my kitchen and we can segue to bar stools maybe after this. I love them, <laughs> right? I love them. And there are Allen stool and I've had them for four or five years. And I specifically wanted something without a back because I didn't want the visual of a back. Um, you know, f- for me yeah. in my kitchen, that's not what I wanted. Talk about sight lines. That makes a big difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't 
we don't eat dinner usually there. You know, it's mostly for perching. But Joe Mooney sits there all the time and works. And I'm all works at it. It's crazy. He has an office right upstairs with a cushion (laughs) chair and a desk and all that. Um, And I'm I'm like, honey, that's got to be so uncomfortable. Why are you sitting there? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. But I could no more sit at that stool for, you know, two hours paying bills. or whatever. I don't know what he's doing at it, but it looks miserable to me. Uh, I love to sit there and perch and talk while we're cooking or, you know, have mm-hmm. a lunch. Even I have lunch there and stuff, but for an extended period, no, a back. I, I feel like a back mm-hmm. is a good thing. I think sometimes yeah. kids like the backless ones because they can climb up on them easily yep. to get yeah. there for their lunch. Yeah. I think it's kind of easy in and out for them. Mm-hmm. And you can fit a lot of kids, you know, on some of those smaller benches, which is kind of great. Again, there's a lot of space on them. Um, and it is a sight line thing. I think sometimes depending on your space, you know, having dining chairs on one side and a bench on the other, you can kind of see into your space a little bit more. I know people have two benches. Um, so I think, again, it comes back to the personal preference. You know, some people like the look, you know, that is definitely popular as part of the, you know, kind of modern farmhouse, you know, look um, these days. But I think that it really depends on how long you're going to sit there and your comfort level. You know, yeah. for me, it wouldn't be a long time. <laughs> I think it would be fun to sit there for a little while, but not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bar stool. Maybe I'm just a whim. Should we do bar stool? No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I need to know all about how to pick bar stool. Well, I love I love um, bar stools because there's such misinformation about bar stools out there. When I say misinformation, it's kind of the misnomer of the word bar stool. You know, people say I'm looking for bar stools, but really what they're looking for is they're looking for counter height stools. Yes. Um, with the rise of open concepts and kitchen islands, you know, stools are hotter than ever, but really the size that's the most popular is a counter height size. And that really is a 24 to 26 inch seat height um, piece. Because um, your kitchen counters, you know, are really like, 36 inches, you know, so it's going to be in that range, essentially. We do sell bar stools as a company. It's just not nearly as much, you know, and it's just because they are quite a bit higher. You do perch up higher on them, you know, for sure. So I always think it's funny because I'll say, do they really want a bar stool or do they really want a counter stool, you know, Um, because it's used universally and that's just kind of the way it is. So I think um, thinking about what your actual counter height will make a big decision or big um impact on your decision about what size yeah. stools you want. Um, I had a friend recently that was going to buy some of our stools and she asked about how many fit um, on your your actual counter length. And I thought that was a great question. I mean, it really does depend a little bit about on your stool, but it's just like dining chairs. You definitely want to have a little bit of what I call elbow space in between the chairs. You want at least to have two inches on either side, you know, so think four inches. And, um, you know, so if you would measure the widest part of your stool and then add four inches, that would probably give you a a good, you know, um, baseline for how many you need, depending on the length, of course, of your Mm -hmm. of your counter. Mm -hmm. And then if you have something that has a swivel um, or an arm, I would add a couple more inches because you just need that to be able to get in and out. What's the the upside of a swivel? Um. The upside is getting in and out of it quicker. Okay. If you have one that's it's that goes completely around, it can be really fun right? for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which we 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 don't. We have the Allen stool. Mm-hmm. We have a couple that are like that, but most of them will swivel one way, but then they'll they actually have a return, a memory return, and they swivel back. But to me, um, it's just easier to get in and out of it. And then also, if you're kind of a little OCD like I am and you want your bar stools to all line up perfectly when you get out of them, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're great for that as well, too. They just look pretty God, all the time. I didn't even think about that. That's <laughs> well, Karen, I would think that for you, too, the swivel is crucial. So is the backlist, because when you're swiveling around, you're swiveling around to see the television. Right. So my setup, I have an island that's between my kitchen and my family room. Right. So yeah, you sit there and you can look into the kitchen or you can flip around and look at the other room. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, if you didn't, if you had a chair or a a stool with a back and it didn't swivel, it'd be, oh, it'd be, we'd be be dragging it around on the floor, (laughs) which would make me crazy. But I do have in the basement, I have 
um, some swivel stools of ours uh, that I love. And they're, you know, they're just a totally different feel, right? Because this is sort of a lounge down here and upstairs is not. Um, But they're in velvet and they've got nail heads and it's just really rich. And and the swivel I like because it's kind of fun. You kind of like Mm -hmm. it. It is. (laughs) So you don't have to be a kid to enjoy that. (laughs) I like them. Especially after some rosé from the tap. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you can tell Joe Mooney if he gets, you know, uncomfortable, we do make a cushion for that stool that he's sitting on if he wants to buy a cushion for it. I'll ask him. We do offer that in some things just because, you know, wood chairs and wood stools are very nice, but sometimes you need a little extra comfort. And so, you know, us and a lot of companies will offer a little cushion as an option for it. So that's a good way to add a little comfort. I have to give you all an aside on Joe Mooney. So today I'm on a conference call, a video conference call with my boss, my boss's boss, and all the other presidents in our our corporation. So Front Gates president, Grandin Rhodes president, Garnet Hills president, me. <laughs> I don't know why. My boss and all of their boss. So I'm sitting there in the dining room and I'm getting ready to give my part of the presentation to these people. Who walks in but Joe with no shirt on? Shirtless. Shirtless, y'all. Oh no, Joe. Shirtless. Oh no. So he comes in right behind my head, opens the door, never comes in, ever comes in to talk to me while I'm working. So today he does. Opens the swinging door from the kitchen, walks in shirtless. So he's like right by my head right here. And I'm... I see it happening. I don't know what to do. I try to move my head in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Then he comes over oh my to my gosh. right. And I'm like, you are on camera. You know, I'm <laughs> muted. And he's like, what? And he's talking to me. I can't hear anything he's saying because I've got like earbuds in listening to the conference. And he's he's like, at me. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Then he departs same way. There's another door. There's another door he could exit so everyone doesn't see him shirtless, doesn't use that, goes out same way, big <gasps> shirtless man right out the door. <laughs> it's very professional. I think the moral of the story, Karen, is so that you proud. need to face into that door. You need to like swap sides of your workspace on the dining table and make it so the windows are behind you. Well, I used to I, do that, but it was a big, I was a big no. silhouette. That light comes oh. in. Yeah, that's a good point. What mm-hmm. if next conference call you go shirtless for Hexagon? I, right? <laughs> I, w- I was trying to figure anyway. out how many of them noticed. Immediately, <laughs> my boss, Ryan, jabbered me. And he's like, Who's the shirtless man in your house? <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, they all noticed. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh, like, yes. um, Wait, did y'all ever watch Friends and there's ugly naked guy mm-hmm. that's like yes. naked mm-hmm. guy next door? Yep. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why is, he that? why is he never wearing clothes? <laughs> I mean. Oh. Joe isn't ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I digress. No, Back it was a good digress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we should talk about that more. <laughs> oh. To recap, you want your counter stools to be at 24 or 26 inch height, seat height. Now, just correct. everyone for reference, and Taryn, you correct me if I'm wrong, or or Sarah, 17 is standard chair height, correct? 17, 18? 17, 18, yes. It depends on the chair itself because, and it's the same thing with stools. Depends on if you have a hard surface or if you have a soft surface because upholstered stools, you might sink down mm-hmm. into it a little mm-hmm. bit. So that's where we have our range. And full disclosure, we do have some stools that are legacy stools we've had for a long time that sell very, very well. And it might be a slightly bit off from that range, but they still work. And you know, our reviews are awesome and our customers love them. So we continue to sell them. So you just want to have clearance to tuck your knees under the counter and kind of get your exactly. arms up on the counter in a comfortable way. And well, of course... That, that changes too, depending on the person, you know, depending True. on how tall you are and whatnot. So True. you have to have a range. Mm-hmm. But it's the standard is about 12 inches. Yes. Because mm-hmm. a, a dining table height is 30. No, you're talking about a seat height? You're talking about a but, dining seat height? I mean, dining seat height is usually about 18 inches. Actually. You're saying, but 12 inches between the, t- the surface and the seat? Oh, yes. yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, so yes. if your standard dining chair is 18 and your standard uh-huh. dining table height is 30, it's 12 inches difference. If your bar stool is 24 and your 
counter is 36, that's right. 20, 12 inches. So yep. it's like, you just want 12 inches. Yeah. Way to right? do that back, Caroline. Again, that's, Caroline. That's a, <laughs> I mean, my mom's a math teacher. I'm making her proud. <laughs> I can add people. It's what? exciting. Yeah. And then um, if you have a bar, um, a bar seat height should be 28 to 30 inches. And that really fits a surface that's like 40 to 42 inches high. Again, not very many people have bar height in their homes, but there are some homes that have it. You know, I remember there was a period that was kind of in the 90s into 2000s where you had a two tiered situation going on in some of the kitchens. And so some of those um, counter heights were taller. Um, and some of them were kind of weird sizes, like they were in between a counter and a bar. Oh, and mean. I think that's, it is, <laughs> it's kind of neat, <laughs> but I think that's where, um, some of our products that have the, the swivel stool that you can swivel up or swivel down. It's one stool, but you can either go counter height or bar height. Which mm. I think that's what you have, Karen. It's great because then you can kind of make it work for your more different space. You know, right. it's not, it's, it's out there, you know, certainly. Yeah. Cause um, it's essentially 12 inches from your surface height to your seat height is like mm-hmm. what you want. So yeah. if you have a weird height, yep. subtract 12 inches. We have a solution for you if you have a yeah. weird height. <laughs> <laughs> a stylist solution. <laughs> um, Taryn, do, you, do the two of y'all want to talk a little bit about like trends and things that are happening? Because I do think that, um, Sarah, one thing, and sorry, this is switching gears a little bit to just not to being as technical, but um, I... I especially love your category because you always, I guess the two of y'all together bring such like, I just love the styles y'all come up with. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a lot of more contemporary, I don't even know how to really describe it. Yeah, they are. They're nice. A little bit more risks. Yeah. Yeah. Like you take a lot more risks. Um, Ooh, with finished No, I do. I think your dining table and your dining chairs are somewhere that um, in a way you've inherited a antique of some sort. Like I feel like a lot of people have a dining table they had or chairs their mother had or, you know, and it's such a great area to, um, you know, Add in new chairs or add in a new, yeah, where I feel like living room furniture sometimes has even more wear. So it's not a hand-me-down so much Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. where dining chair, I feel like the dining room has some tradition to it. So a lot is handed down. So um, if people are shopping for dining, you know, it's, they're probably trying to infuse something new um, is how I kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, especially with dining tables and even chairs, you know, some of those pieces are made so well, you know, they are beautifully made and, you know, the wood is gorgeous and, you know, maybe the finish isn't quite right or the style isn't quite right, but it's, it's not terrible. And I feel like there's a lot of people that don't want to get rid of it. It's, it's heirloom and they want to freshen it up and they know it's made very well. Um, and so they want to keep it for the quality. And so that's a great way to be able to add something else to it, you know, whether it's chairs or a sideboard, but they want to keep that one piece and then they'll mix in something that's a little bit more, modern or has a little twist on it that adds the fun factor. Mm-hmm. Something that's an yeah. expression of them. I'm going to speak to working with Taryn though, because uh, <laughs> it's a joy working with Taryn. <laughs> I feel like uh, we complement each other very, very well. Um, and, um, but she, you know, she totally gets me. It's, it's funny. She'll send me something on Instagram and I'll be like, Hey, this is great. Cause I just pinned it, you know, and it's like, we're pinning a lot of the same things and, and looking at things um, similarly, but also kind of from a different point of view. And I think that's what makes our relationship really great. It's very collaborative um, and fun. And um, she gets me. And I think that it's kind of that <laughs> whole, you know, form and function. I'm one of those people that like, I want something to be really great, but I want to have some functionality to it. That's important to me. You already heard. I'm like, I'm, you know, definitely, I like things to be tidy and, and easy to maintain, but I want them to be beautiful as well, too. And I think a lot of customers, you know, have the same feeling. And so she makes that functionality that I'm like, we need an extra shelf or we need a place to store the glasses, you know, but then she'll make the cabinet beautiful, you know? And I think that that's what makes um, the designs turn out so great. Oh, oh, this is brought to you by boosting my self-esteem. <laughs> it's very true. Though. It's very no, true. <laughs> Sarah and I work great together. So we both have a good um, relationship and, you know, yeah. we both, 
have our eyes peeled on different things and we kind of both bring from a different perspective too, which is really great. Um, I do always, Sarah leans a little modern Mm-hmm. and clean that's her natural um mm-hmm. so it's always fun to kind of see what she brings to the table and then you know which way to twist it oh, and i'm sure she sees i bring the same stuff to the table i was gonna ask I don't know. you guys how much of your own personal style are you allowed to infuse into our product line all of it so I think it depends on the project uh-huh. is what I would say. You know, like um, I might come to Taryn with an idea that might be a little bit outside our norm, but as a, as a business owner, as a person that's managing an assortment, the dining and kitchen assortment, I consider myself as running a business essentially. So I might look across my whole assortment and be like, Hey, we've got eight dining tables. We really, you know, that are more European, but we, and we have, you know, two that are modern and one that's global and we need something that's more kind of rustic or more, you know, refined looking. And so I think it, it, it it's born out of a need for maybe something that we don't have in the assortment, or it could be something that's a trend in the marketplace. I spent a ton of my time, you know, of course on Pinterest and, and um, Instagram, like everybody else does, but I also shop um, realtor.com and Trulia because I'm looking to see what, homes are like after they've been remodeled before they've been remodeled and new homes, you know, you really have to get in the, inside the head of uh, the customer and how they're living, you know, and you have to do some research to do that. So a lot of times it depends on what the project is, but then if there's a need for it, like we feel like, you know, maybe we don't have a price point that's represented or a style that's represented or like, Hey, you know, more people are, you know, there's, I'm starting to see some new homes where there aren't open concepts, you know, so I don't think it's the pendulum has swung that far back yet, but I think it might be kind of, you know, especially that, you know, people are working from home and they're realizing this open concept business isn't as as easy as they thought it would be. I need a door. (laughs) (laughs) A joke and walk you might have some more people that might have some more separation in newer homes or when they're remodeling, they might put up a wall and as crazy as that sounds. And so what does that make the shape of the room look like and what, how you decorate it and what you put in it? And I think those things are all really important when you're designing furniture. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, because we um, talked for so not long, we're not going to do a decorating. Oh, we're dilemma. not. Okay. It's 10 p.m. Um, and I'm about to fall asleep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, but Sarah, thank you so much. My pleasure. So My fun pleasure. to have you. And I feel yeah. like we we actually cut. We were talking before the show. We didn't think we would be able to cover everything on this list of things that I wanted to talk about, but we pretty much did. So, yeah, was great, so. great job. Yeah, I hope it's helpful. I definitely hope it's helpful. I I really want our listeners to be able to to glean some information from this. We appreciate you guys. Definitely. If you have any specific dining room questions, send them to us and I'll send them to Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Put her to work. Bring her back. (laughs) I'd love to come back again. I'm a super fan. It was my pleasure. Oh, you were great, Sarah. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your evening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Very much. Very much. All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. Don't forget to check out the show notes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to enable the How to Decorate skill in your Amazon account so you can listen to us from your Alexa. Until next time. Happy, happy decorating. decorating. <laughs>